to free beers and a movie. Nice. Hello, welcome to episode 89 of Free Beers and a Movie. I'm Richard Nair, I'm with... Barry Neal. I'm Barry, where are we tonight? And the Raven. Yes. It's okay. been far too long. For you anyway. We've yes. We've probably been a couple of times. You've been up around here for checking back on my little my notes. Holy Lord. Oh, Jesus. It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, my God. It's been a while. Oh, Jesus. Is this the first time I've seen you around here? Surely not. No, 9th of January. Woo! So pretty much two months. Far too long. Far too long, yes. Far too long. Hey, what are you drinking tonight? A classic staple of the Raven and myself, Cold Town Beer. Nice. And it is going down nicely. It's going nice. Um, it's what? a nice glass as well. Yes, it's always nice to have the brand's glass that you're... Uh, do you think clubs are like, are, are like forced to put the beer in that glass? Like, you know you get like secret shoppers around like Asda and like mm. Morris and stuff like that to check if you go doing things right? You think they have like say a Heineken representative like, like a bar with the glass thing? Oh, you used to have Heineken in a non-Heineken glass. I don't know how much that affects it, but... Some, some beers are pretentious and it yeah. does affect it, yeah. Yeah, and they, they need to be done in a certain yeah. glass yeah. and all that, but... Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe. I mean that one doesn't look particularly like sort of like... No, it just it's a slightly skinnier pint glass. I think it's just a way of advertising, like I mean it's just, just advertising that's what we're trying to do yeah, yeah. I don't know. If anyone out there in the podcasting world knows, yes, by all means, contact us on all the social medias and let us know. Yeah, um, I'm not drinking this. Yeah, you're on the call of the night. You know why after Friday. Um, yes, somebody was feeling a bit under the weather. <laughs> <laughs> so I am I'm off at throttle, but just to... Yeah, it's still April. Sorry, <laughs> recover. Um, I know, and it was painful because I know there's something in there that I have watched. Um, I've I've actually started watching the uh, Jack uh, Reacher again. The TV show. Yeah, yeah, from Amazon. Yeah. Who's in that? It's the fella from the US office that plays Tim. Um, Jack Ryan, not Jack Reacher, Jack sorry, Jack. Ryan. Sorry, Jack Ryan. Sorry, my apologies. Yes, yes. Uh, I so I've started watching that again. So I'm two episodes deep in. So this season two, or season one, still. Still season one. Oh. Season two is in the horizon somewhere. Right, okay. um, and you know, it's actually really good again. I'm just like I know I've not long watched it, but going back and watching that again, I'm like, yeah. No, yeah. I've also been Netflixing a fair bit recently. You got Amazon. Mm. Jack Ryan. Yes, yeah. So with things that are all, it's all, it's all like New York looks lovely and fresh and flowery and everyone loves her and all the, all the handsome men can't help but fall off feet and all that kind of stuff and it's like, and it's like her trying to reverse this world that she hates. Okay. It, it's pretty funny, I recently laughed out loud at it, it's almost like a movie that's from Enchanted. Yeah, yeah. It's like that with romantic comedy version. Uh, was there not a, 
was there not like another movie that done the exact same premise where someone bumped their head and then like people were like getting like they didn't they hated all that stuff and then they bumped their head and then suddenly they were pure like yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, aye, aye. It's basically that, all the shoes and the That is their whole entire business. Yeah. So sometimes it is kind of nice that Netflix is trying to kind of breach into the cinema world. Yeah. But also, you know, guys, don't forget your roots. Yeah. You know, don't forget where you, you where you want people, which yeah. is on the couch watching, I say, a ninety-minute rom-com, and then going, I ah, something else. Nah, let's stick on a thirty-minute TV show yeah. or something. You know. Yeah, on that, I've been watching a TV show on Netflix one called uh, Sex Education. Okay, yeah. With Gillian Anderson. Um, it's about a woman who's a sex therapist. Her son at school becomes a sort of school sex therapist because he knows stuff that his mum can tell him. And just sort of seeing their lives unfold. It's, it's done very witty, it's very funny. Okay. Very, it's sort of, sort of a weird thing. It's culture, so it's set in Britain, it's an American style school. Okay, yeah, cool. Sitting in the corner, rolling her eyes. <laughs> Kids do not know how easy they've got it nowadays. Yes. And I've seen one of them. <laughs>
yeah. she can't do a job. Um, she, did, she was involved in actually the leftovers. Okay. So she has been busy, but she's yeah. not been a, a major movie for a long time. So this is sort of a return to the big screen. Um, the plot of the film is following um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who is a young lawyer in, the, in, this, in this one. She goes to college, in university, sorry, to become a lawyer at a time when women didn't go to university from lawyers. And it's basically her then discovering through a law practice in, in a spare time, essentially, um, trying to prove that um, the American legal system is biased towards people of certain states. Okay. And rather than trying to prove that the bias that people were female sex, they say that it was, was similarly against them, that's, that, that gets thrown out of court because it's a male male jury and a shit. She's trying to prove that there's a case as well, the court favours a woman over a man. And if that's the case, then that shows that there was based on sexual discrimination, and if that's the case, then we can then change the file law book. Okay. And in the cases involving, it's the first case of its type that she's in. Okay. And she ran in time, she was five hundred years back in the cases. And eventually she became a Supreme Court judge. She sits on the Supreme Court now. Very, very important. I saw a documentary on a few, few weeks ago. Uh-huh. Very interesting. So, in the film, you've got Felicity Jones, who plays RPJ. You've got a very handsome Army Hammer. Uh, Justin Theroux also. Sam Waters, who plays the main bad guy. And Kathy Bates walks up as well. She's Kathy Bates. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's a biopic, so it's it's, it's very poor-faced. Okay. So, you know, it doesn't laugh at it, but it feels a bit too serious. Yeah, yeah. It's still a very serious subject matter. It's yeah. It's important subject matter. It feels like it has to be very straight. Ah, ah, yeah. Um, all the cast are very good. Buzzy Jones is excellent. Plays all bring a lot of time back to women. Harvey Hammer is a very charming big guy. And I like him a lot in everything that he's in. Um, he's really good. He plays the, her, her husband, who's sort of a very, sort of, very kind of discretionary woke. He sort of he, he understands his wife's pursuits and he's all happy to he doesn't really, yeah. doesn't really see her as any different than him, which is for the time in the nineteen fifties was a very different a very unusual place for a husband and Because it is uh, so straight laced in terms of movies and that do you see this maybe being up for some sort of like nod next year at the Oscar? I think it's Mrs. Oscar, I think it's out there if we're gonna Oscar we got this year. Ah, okay, cool. Uh, but didn't get it. And it probably doesn't deserve anything. It's, it's a well told, well done film. Yeah. Um, enjoyable enough. Quite slow at times. It's very talky. There's not a lot of global action. It's all very sort of between talking and over arguments and over debates and just trying to structure that. Um, but it's very earnest. Personally, I think the documentary I saw Harvey J. about a month or so ago was a more fitting tribute mm. to the life of. Yeah, yeah. Her. But this is probably going to find a bigger audience and was absolutely fine. Absolutely. Totally. Again, Netflix Sunday afternoon viewing. Mm. Totally fine. You watch it and go, I don't know this woman, or I didn't know this story, this woman, I would probably go, I want to find out more yeah. from watching it. Yeah. But if you're paid at cinema, you will see it, I mean, they've a little bit more going, I want to pay that cinema, you will see it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, myself, six and a half out of ten. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Not a waste of time, but waste of time, no. don't go rushing out to go and see exactly, it. Exactly, yes, exactly. Next film is a British film called The Kid Who Would Be King. Okay. Directed by Joe Cornish, the guy who directed the Hackett Lock. Oh, if I, actually, I did see that. Yeah. Aye, aye. Um, essentially, it's a retelling of the King Arthur tale. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Modern times of young kids rather than adults. Okay. That's a very basic story. How yeah. did that grab you? Interesting. Um, in the film, you get Louis, Louis Ashburn Circus, who is the main young kid in it, and that's Andy Ferguson's son. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, he's quite like him, very similar to his face. Um, Rebecca Ferguson plays the Paddy, whose name I can't remember, in the Arthur legend. Uh, 
Atikure play the old Merlin. Okay. And Angus and Ray play the young Merlin. And this it is shit hundred fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think if any kid if a kid you got to be between age of say ten and fourteen, I think it'll absolutely take this. Nice. It's, it's so rare to see a, a film about kids. Well, sorry, four kids based around kids. Okay, yep. So yep. often the kids just have to be there where the adults do something. Yeah, yeah. This is getting back to something like the Goonies. Oh, nice. Where the kids are the proper focus of the film throughout. The, yeah. The adults are almost like complete periphery. Mm. You know, they, they're almost they're, they're as a, a side note. They don't really get dealt with for most part. It's all about the kids. Cool. So if you're a, if you're a young kid, you'll probably really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it moves at a decent pace. It doesn't, it doesn't stand still for any length of time. So you're watching, you're, just, you're constantly moving, finding out new stuff, finding out new information. The story doesn't really stay in one location for too long, because it's constantly moving, which we've always spoke about. Sometimes, you know, that time you watch a film, and you can feel that you're bogged down with something, and we're, and we're struggling to watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, this doesn't do that. Oh, nice. um, lots of heart, lots of lots of heart. Um, performances are all really solid, especially um, Angus Emery, playing the young Merlin. Mm-hmm. He's sort of, he's doing the show, and he's sort of, he's doing an impression of Patrick Stewart, but not really doing an impression of him. So we're all doing impression of each other. So they, they definitely play the same person, but you can tell it's two different times. Uh, but you can tell it's still it worked really well for me, I really enjoyed it. Um, the only downsides of it really are it wraps up a little too quickly, like it sort of builds and 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 Okay, I have I have my reservations about Captain Marvel. I've seen the trailer now, and I'm thinking the same. There's a lot of bits. I think in the Marvel trailer is early CGI. Ah. Okay. Cool. Ah, right. Okay. Cool. Um, this one also on the the body in it. It's a bit of Ferguson. It's really underused. Not enough. Uh-huh. She sort of, for most part, comes to stay with the queen. Yeah, so it, it's kind of hard to find something a big baddie. Almost like a Monty Python sketch. Well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's kind of hard to see someone that's been a big bad and big great if you can all the other kinds of people most of the film. Yeah, yeah. You can never know why you're such a badass, you know. She should have a lot to do with the film. It's quite a shame because she's a really good actress. Um, out of 10, 7.5. Okay. Look out of the king. Yeah, it's great to be young kids, like maybe, like maybe 10 mm. or 14. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Ideal. All right, nice, okay. nice. Good to watch. Uh, next one up very quickly is a foreign film called Capernaum, uh, which was up for best foreign film at the Oscars. Okay. It didn't win, but I think it's a really good one. Okay. Very good film. Oh, right. uh, great by Nadine uh, Labaki, uh, who's in a film called Where Do We Go Now? Um, it's based about a young boy who decides to watch the series parents to bring us to existence. Right, okay, is it this is like a true story? Th- no, no, there's something happened recently that in India, this uh, is set in uh, I would say Beirut, so right, okay, so something you mentioned has happened recently. This is sort of a young boy who runs away from home and um, he's got shit like he basically, his mum and dad are crappy to him. He's young, young, he's big sister who he loves and adores, he's married off to some guy who he knows he's basically a monster to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so he runs away and he basically befriends. Another immigrant, uh, an Ethiopian, I think he's from Uganda, I think she is, for her young boy, and basically, the Ethiopian was taken away at one point, and he is forced to let her raise this young baby. And he, he himself is about um, 12, okay. and he's basically looking after this, like, 
one year old. So it's, it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's, it's socially hard to watch, it's a tough watch, you know, it's like, it's like him trying to survive in the world, and then like, it's basically he's sort of like, it's almost a matter of him suing his parents to bring it to make a give him a shit like, essentially. Cool. Um, really heart-wrenching, it's tough, it's some really yeah. awful material, because it, 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 what it is, it's just, it's just... Aye, it's not trying to betrayal him as some sort of, like, kind of hero or... Yeah, he gets out of a shitty life and he turns it around. Uh, it's simply this is what the guys went through. He's, he's very earnest in his life. Yeah, you do feel they can't change their way from it. Not a happy little friend, especially. Not a lot of sunshine in this world. Yeah, yeah. Very much of a cold shades of grey. Oh. Um, it's just a really dark, depressing watch at times. But it's such a worthwhile one. It, it, it opens the windows a little bit. People, people. I, got, I got the same kind of vibe when I was watching... Remember the... I can't remember the name now, but remember that movie? It was all about a fella that um, he grew up in, like, poverty in India, I think. And he ended up using Google. Yes, I got the same kind of like imagery from that, and the same kind of feeling. A lot of the movie, I was just like, oh, I'm pretty depressed. You know, here's me greeting and moaning about something, and here's a kid literally fighting every day to survive. You know. Stunning watch. Looks amazing. Visually amazing. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I, I watched it on early Monday, not early Saturday morning. Right, okay. And I went to the end of the cinema, I was going to play a watch over me. If you watch this, say, after like a night out from the pub, watch it, it'll just be dead. Ah, yeah. You, you've got to be in the right frame of mind to sit and watch it, and see if it's about. It's definitely worth watching. Okay. Um, give it an 8 out of 10. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, Following on from that, interestingly, is a film that you saw in the cinema and I saw at home. Yes. Yes. And the film that won the best documentary. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Um, a film called Free Solo. Yes. Directed by Jimmy Chin and Elizabeth Chai Bass Masarkley, I think her name is. Uh-huh. Um, directed a film called Maru, which is a film about rock climbing in the Himalayas. Um, but the plot of this film is essentially by a guy called Alex Connell, I think his name is, yep. Yep. Who essentially he's a, he's a free solo climber, so basically guys who climb mountains and without any harnesses, without any ropes. Just yeah, just a bag of chalk and your wits and pair of balls. Um, and it's him, and he basically, he's climbed lots of different things in the past, but the one he wants to climb is Capitan. Yes. He's in Yosemite, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I had actually watched a, a film that was recommended on Reddit when people were talking about Free Solo, and, it was, and I'm so glad I did because the fella that's in Free Solo, he ends up appearing at the end of this movie, oh, okay. and it's called Valley Uprising. Okay. You can find it on Amazon now. Nice. And it's actually about the birth of like rock climbing right. and then how eventually the sport broke off into different trains yeah. and then one of the trains were free solo. So what you get from the film is people who do free solo it tends to climb the way they do it. But sort of pushed aside by the mass of the Yeah, the climbing community. dangerous. Yes. Which it is, yes. And also you don't want to encourage people to do it. Yes. It's because I think he even described it himself in free solo as well that 
it is like methodical and he says like a lot of people who have like died because of the sport it's because they've been doing things that haven't challenged them they've been doing like the same kind of route that they've been doing over and over and again and they became blasé to it because they're like ah, I've done that I've done this last week this yeah. is no bother yeah. and then boom that's when they're not focused enough so he was constantly talking about how like kind of pushing it yeah. you know kind of always thinking about what he's doing and being really methodical about it and all that but like just what a movie I, I don't know about how you felt about it but I was just like oofed yeah I mean the film starts with three years before he starts to yes. um, and it's him sort of he's done some major fights in the past yeah yeah it's probably a bit of notoriety and a bit of money and a bit of fame mm. um, and it's sort of it's following it, it tries to not only show the fight itself which itself the fight itself is something amazing and it's yes something but it tries to get to the root of who this guy is like, why, yeah. why would he do this yeah there yeah. must be easier ways to make it make yeah. You know, they always get to the point where they get them to scan his brain to try and find out there's something in his brain that makes him look, say, not fear something. Aye. Which was, I think that's why he was he was fear it. The fear, the fear of falling is something that every human being has. So why is he not have this overriding fear or something? It's just trying to get the root of that. They also thought it was really interesting to bring the crew in as well. Oh, um, that was horrible to watch. Aye, they're trying to, they try to get the crew done. They're trying to, like, the crew are trying to, like, they want to document this, but they also don't want to document it in a way that will harm him because they know he's in the ball, he's not on his game. Yeah, yeah, and you do see him a lot of the time, like practicing certain parts of the route that he's decided to choose to try and get to the top. He's not just climbing it completely; he does like sort of he scouts it beforehand. Yes, yes, and he's warming up and he's trying different sections because there's different routes to the top. He explains, but he's opted for like this particular route, and you see him practicing with ropes and stuff. And there is moments where you see him like slipping off time and time again, and you're like. Oh man. Yes. And then he switches from his like left thumb to his right thumb uh-huh. so his left hand can do something else and you and you're like, you're hundreds of feet up in the air uh-huh. and the camera is panning down uh-huh. and the way it's shot just intensifies it like whoever had the brainwave to shoot it like that is Yes, all the while, in between him having beautiful shots of on the him on the side of a cliff face, it's cutting back to his team who are filming it, having a nervous breakdown watching him, you know. Um, and it is, like I said, it's generally tense. Yeah, it is, it's proper, like, cool. Yeah, watch it going, they're not going to show a man die on Tuna, they're not going to show a guy fall down death. It's like, you want to watch it go, they might, because... Like, I, they might show him fall and then cut away or something, like, you just don't know. Watch it, I don't know how this guy can do this, because this seems so ridiculous to actually do it. Mm. Um, I thought it was a fantastic documentary. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed, enjoyed it, but I felt... Well then, I would highly recommend that movie because it's got interesting characters in it, and it, like I said, it finishes with him. Um, yeah, like I watched this film in the city and I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. What was it like seeing in the cinema? Oh, breathtaking because, like, everyone in that cinema were there because they wanted to see it because it only got like a limited release. Was that a busy cinema that night? Yeah, 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 it was pretty busy, but there was a lot of people going. <sighs> A lot of kind of breathing in, yeah. you know, a lot of kind of clenching of buttholes, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know. 
collectively in the room there was a clapping of ass cheeks because <laughs> everyone's like Ugh. oh Jesus yeah. and it's actually it's what they've got me it's like I have no interest in doing it no never not even in a thousand years that I do that but I can appreciate somebody does it I don't understand I still don't understand why he does it I, I don't get why he does it but it's amazing that it's I, th- I think it's just an evolution it's like I think even like something like hill walking you'll start at hill walking and then before you know it you've got the crampons out and you've got the ice axes and you're climbing up a frozen uh, waterfall it's, it's just like an evolution it's like you always can you start doing something for so long and you're like nah, I'm a wee bit bored of this let's kind of push it a bit more it seems a risk too far to me yeah if you want to climb the um, Everest and these mountains of rocks that's impressive enough to me like I'm impressed by that mm-hmm. you don't need to do it without it alright see that bit um, if you remember the shot and the camera was like side on with him and he was climbing up most of the rock face is almost vertical but this one bit the angle of it and it showed you and he was just like fingertips and I was just like oh my god it's like, it's like, it's such, like the and that's what he loves about it I think that's what kind of fucking charges him what kind of got me about it was in the film you see with his girlfriends mm. and it felt like she's, she's I think a bit selfish doing it when he's got her and also she's a little bit crazy as well because I feel like she likes she enjoys the thing to bring her a bit more to the I couldn't help but notice though the minute he got with her, like she was constantly trying to kind of change his mind about oh, him, yeah. about his like outlook and life and all that. Like I get a feeling that guy would never have bought a house in Vegas if it wasn't for her. No, he wouldn't have. You bet I don't really find. Yeah. Him. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I've played it. a thoroughly good watch. It's like it's on National Geographic now, so probably because it's on National Geographic. Yeah, yeah. How often? How there? If you do find the cinema, which it might still pop up somewhere again. Oh, absolutely! It's just because it's so visually stunning, yeah. you know. Yeah. Easily a nine, just because of the way it made me feel. Yeah. Like I've never seen a film that's made me feel that like, and like, like I wasn't even doing anything, and I had sweaty palms. Yeah. And pretty much most people in the cinema had sweaty palms. A movie that makes you have sweaty palms is not natural. Yeah. Right? Um, I'll give it an eight. Oh. I think that's not the cinema plug a nine which is yeah, yeah. I think the cinema um, environment for that film does make it something yeah, yeah. that you watch with a certain way. Uh, but yeah, I give it a solid eight out of ten in the film horror films that by Leo Conan and it's his first feature film to see after the series of short movies. And the plot of this film is mother and son move into a house. Next to the house happens to be maybe a few hundred maybe half a mile away from it is a massive fucking hole which leads essentially straight to hell. Of course that is. Of course it is. I mean um, it happens all the time. One night the boy gets out of the his house, goes one she goes looking for him, can't find him, thinks he's falling in the hole, goes back to the house, the boy is there, she's fine with this. Boy's alright. However, due to things he's been told by other people in the town, she begins to suspect that her boy is not her boy. Oh. And start trying to start sort of slowly unraveling and slowly trying to come to terms and indeed figure out who is this kid, mm. what's he doing here. But she can't tell anyone because who the hell would believe me? Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, questions are going through my mind right now of 
why did the town not consider filling up this hole with like rubbish or something? I don't know. Or just putting some blo like blocks over the top of it, you know, building like a, some sort of kind encased well round the top yeah, of it. It was a big sinkhole. Just yeah. Let me tell you, you got Sienna Kersley, she plays the mother. Yeah. Um, James Gordon plays a neighbour. Um, and James Quinn Markey plays the young boy. Um, the first two thirds of this film, I thought it was. It could have done before this, it was like Intel or Jenny Lee, someone he's not, and that kind of stuff. It could have been done before, but um, it was done really well. So you enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. You want to go, I've seen this before, I'm kind of getting where it's going, I'm going to understand it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. It, it feels like this had potential to yeah. be something good. The film I couple of years ago called The Hallows, and then Paul was really liked. Cool. Um, and I thought it could be the next version of that. And it came close to being that just the final film. I was like, ah, I think I'm not getting checked out entirely, but I felt like it took, a, took too much of a turn to interest me. Mm. Um, so based on that, uh, uh, six and a half. Okay. But for a horror, it's not bad. But it was, it was spinning towards like a good seven, even eight. Oh. At one point, you know, nice, nice. Once again, why can't horror movies just write for like a normal family? She hasn't went through any trauma. The family's not she a broken. It's not a broken home or nothing. It's all fine, and the family just go. There's evil in this house, right? Let's go, <laughs> right, kids. Pack up your toys. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a bit in the film when um, 
how is Frank walks in the room, making sure he's standing the door and he's looking absolutely strong at night. He's looking at the push-up, he's looking at the I tell you, he's looking at strong, and he's going, Mum, try to hit on me. Because the mum doesn't know that's a boy. Yeah. And that in itself is kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> but also really horrible at the same time, but it is kind of funny. Um, so she play, and also what she does really well, and it's so heartbreaking to watch, it's the way dementia is, it's not so much the time that you forget, you forget, you forget, it's those moments of lucidity. Yes. When it all feels just like back, they know exactly who they are, everything's right, but it only lasts for like a minute. Yeah, a fleeting moment, I And it's so heartbreaking to see, because you see, particularly in the eyes of Robert Foster, who's playing the part, playing with like her husband, his eyes light up at that point, like he's, he's, this is his wife, this is the woman he loves back again. Mm. And then it's just, it's an immense and it's taken away from again the Sounds like you've had quite a grim time at the cinema. This is over two weeks, remember, because we've missed Ah, yeah, of course. Been busy. Of course. Um, next week, we've got out Captain Marvel. Yes. Probably the boss, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I probably won't see probably it. Probably won't see it. I'm not going to lie. The man not seen the Marvel films. I know. Miss um, <laughs> Ballard, which is an interesting movie. Uh, still out, I've not seen. It's Full Pursuit with Liam. Um, Aftermath is a wrong romantic drama um, with Keira Knightley and Coco Germany. Okay. Out of 10, you've seen it, I haven't seen it yet. Sight with my family, what would you give it out of 10? I'm going to give it a... Uh, I'm going to give it a 7. It's, it's, a, it's a well-told story about the wrestler Paige uh-huh. and her background and how she kind of turned the tide for modern-day wrestling and got it away from, like, like bimbos and generally just women being seen as just a piece of meat in and the ring. Yeah, that, she she was like the first one to be like a wrestler before she got to the WWE. Right. Okay. So and then she burst open the door for like all pretty much modern day wrestlers. All that had it was something that they started looking for was females who could wrestle before they got to the WWE. Well, just good looking people they could try and make wrestling. Yes, because it's painfully obvious, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Vince Vaughn plays a fantastic, like, scouting agent for the WWE. He's very convincing. He's like a, like a jilted, like, ex-wrestler who's, like, you know, never made the star, like, the cast starlight. So he's kind of now resorted to just being a talent agent kind of guy. 
The um, Rock is in the trailer. He's in the film any longer than he's in the trailer for. He is, but it's only ever flashing moments, right, okay. which is absolutely perfect because he is a big draw. You cannot get around that. No. But to have him in the movie all the time, I think he would end up overshadowing the story of and what was happening here. And uh, you've got um, what's his what's his name Nick. Nick, Nick Yes, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Awesome. You know, so what can we watch then? Absolutely. If you if you get a chance to go and see it at the cinema, fair play. I think it'll probably be on the WWE Network at some point very yeah. soon because it's their studio that makes right. it. So, Before, yeah, uh, seven out of ten. And also, happy birthday to you as well. So, nice. Me calling you if I see that. All the usual social media haunts: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Three Beers and a Movie. I've been Richard, you've been... Barry, <laughs> that's an awful ending. You've been listening to it. <laughs>